Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. We're in a series that we've uh, titled Power in That Name. We've been preaching about the names of Jesus Christ and, and looking at how that they apply and tell us more about the Lord Jesus Christ and have a better understanding and direction for our lives. There's many things through the names of Jesus Christ that directs our lives and helps us to know Him better, but helps us to understand how we're to live in, in line with His name even. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. John chapter 6, we'll begin reading in verse 28. John chapter 6 and verse 28 says, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This work is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye, should, that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and, he, and him that cometh to me I in, will in no wise cast out. For I, came down from, for I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will, which he hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should rise, raise it again, raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? And Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh to me, unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. And your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread which, that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the, eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth the flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I, raise, and I will raise him up at the last day. 
For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. If you look back in verse 35, our text tonight says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, The Bread of Life. And let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening realizing that, Lord, except we partake of Jesus Christ, except we receive him within our hearts, there is no hope of eternal life. Church membership will not do. Baptism will not do. Good works will not do. Only when we take of that living bread, the bread of life, when we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, can we have this eternal life. So, Father, I pray tonight you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray that we'd see even beyond that of of eternal life and see how that the bread of life is there for us even after salvation. Speak to our hearts and lives. Draw us near to you tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You see them. We see a name and a title here that really you can go back into the Old Testament and begin to see how that Jesus is pulling forth something that the that the, the Israelites knew about. They knew about the, the, manna, the manna that God sent down from heaven and how that he fed the, the, uh, the children of Israel with manna. And uh, so he, he comes to that point and he begins to share with them. He uses this again uh, to give them an understanding of receiving him only as a Savior. The people were looking, though, for an easy meal. They weren't looking for the Messiah here. Look with me here in verse 30. It says, And they said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Or what dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. If you do a little study back and go back with Josephus and some of them and some, do a little bit of history study and some things, and you'll find out what they... Many of the, uh, the priests and the, uh, the rabbis, they felt like, and even some yet today felt like, that when the Messiah would come, that one of the signs of the Messiah would be that he would bring manna down from heaven again like uh, took place in the wilderness. They felt like this was going to be one of the signs of the Messiah. But uh, as we see here, Jesus didn't do that. But if you begin to look at what Jesus did, he did greater things than that. And, and he, in fact, uh, uh, if, you, if you back up in chapter 6, which we didn't read all of chapter 6, you'll find that he fed 5,000 with five loaves and, and two fish. Uh, a tremendous miracle. Uh, taking in as 5,000 5, men, and of course, that didn't talk about the, the children and the women and and the others, but 5,000 that sat down that day, and, and uh, he took five uh, loaves of, of bread. And when you talk about loaves of bread, when he said five loaves of bread, it's not like we go to the store and buy a loaf of bread. We're talking about a, a bun, basically, about like that, or maybe a little bit bigger. This, uh, this was a boy's lunch, so it was probably a small, uh, a, a, a small loaf, a, a small bun. And there was five of those. There was two fish. 
And uh, I doubt that somebody was carrying uh, around with them a whale in order to feed 5,000. But the fact is, is that he fed, he broke it and he fed the 5,000, took up 12 basketfuls afterwards. And uh, yet now here we are, just a little bit after that, you find them, they're asking him to show them a sign. And what sign do they ask for? Give us food. Give us food. Send down manna from heaven. Show us that you can do this. You, yeah, you did it one time out here. You fed us with the five loaves and two fishes. But show us that you can do this all the time. Show us that it's more than just this one time. And uh, so basically what they was doing, they, was, they, they lost sight of the spiritual as he had been preaching to them up until this point. He had been preaching to them and they was engulfed in the, the teaching and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Then he fades them, goes back to, to preach them and now their mind drifts from the preaching and now they're thinking about the food. They're thinking about dinner again. They're thinking about the physical. The problem is, is that many times we get our eyes off of the spiritual needs in our lives and we get it on the physical needs. If we'll, take, if we'll, if we'll get the spiritual needs taken care of and, and, and deal with those, God will take care of the physical needs. I guarantee you. And so we see here that they're asking for this sign. You know, we lose sight and we begin to care more about the body. One of the temptations, and I'll go back here and I'll read it for you in Matthew, but one of the temptations uh, that Satan put before Jesus Christ when Jesus had been out in the wilderness uh, for 40 days there, uh, and he come and he tempted him after he had fasted for 40 days, hadn't had anything to eat, was food. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1 says, and then, said, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights... He was afterward a hunger. Let me, before I read the rest of it, let me point out something here. A lot of people would say, yeah, but he was God. Yes, he was. Yes, he is. But he took on the flesh of, of a man. And everything that you feel and everything that I feel, he felt. And every desire such as hunger and pain and and sorrow and sadness and joy and happiness, he had that also. But he had fasted for 40 days. For 40 days. And Satan comes to him, knowing that he's hungry, knowing he has not had anything to eat. It says, when the tempter came, verse 3 says, when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. The very first temptation, when Satan steps on into, his, into his area, he tempts the flesh. He tempts the flesh. Let me say it again. He tempts the flesh. Every person in this room when you are weak, Satan will tempt your flesh. Whether you're weak from hunger, whether you're weak from sickness, whether you're weak from being away from the, the things of God and the Word of God, whatever it is, when you are weak, Satan will tempt your flesh. That's one of the number one tempt temptations there. He said, you mean with food? Not always with food, but he will tempt your flesh. It may be desires of other, of other sorts. 
but he will tempt your flesh. He said, command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written. Now listen, man shall not live by bread alone. By bread alone. You know what? So many times we, well, we just got to have something to eat. He said, but no, we don't live by bread alone. He said, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He said, we don't live by the physical needs of bread. He said, we live by the spiritual bread that's given to us. And here we find that they're asking for physical bread instead of spiritual bread. They want to see a sign. Well, they, they just got done seeing a sign that met the needs of the physical. And he's trying to meet the needs of the spiritual hair. Jesus then reveals the real bread that they were in need of. Look in verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. Here they, the Jews like to point back to Moses. They like to point back to Abraham. And they brought up, when they brought up about the manna, basically what they were saying there is this. Uh, Moses, hey, listen, are you greater than Moses? Moses give us bread in the wilderness. Moses didn't give them bread in the wilderness. God did. In fact, if you want to know the truth, Jesus Christ was the one that gave them the bread in the wilderness. He was the rock that gave them water. Remember us preaching on the rock as one of his names? We'll find over here a little bit later, he, he not only talks about uh, the bread, uh, uh, taking care of your hunger, but also taking care of your thirst. The fact is, is that uh, it was God that provided the bread while they were in the wilderness. He goes on and says, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh, cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He said, I am the bread. He said, I'm the bread, not only the bread, but I'm the bread of life. The bread of life. That bread is the bread of life which everyone is in need of. Without that bread of life, there can be no eternal life in heaven. Folks, any way you cut it, we, 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 we did a message on his names, the, the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible says that he is the only way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no way that you can have spiritual life. There's no way you can have eternal life without the bread of life. And Jesus Christ is the bread of life. And we're going to get into some uh, a little bit here in a minute, but I want you to understand when he is laying this out before them, he's trying to get them to, to compare a couple of things. You see, it wasn't Moses that gave them that manna. It was God who fed them every day with manna for 40 years. For 40 years while they wandered in the wilderness, God gave them manna, which is uh, angel's bread, you might say. He gave them manna every day except for on the Sabbath. And the day before the Sabbath, they would collect enough for that day and the Sabbath day. They weren't supposed to work. They weren't supposed to gather. They weren't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. And so they, 
they was to collect and God gave them extra and it would save, it wouldn't spoil, it wouldn't go bad uh, uh, on the day before the Sabbath so that they would have enough for the next day. And so God gave them that, but he provided it, other than that, he provided it daily. And that's important for you and me to remember. When we look at that picture, it's a a spiritual picture that we need to see here. The manna gave physical life to the children of Israel, but the Lord Jesus gives spiritual life unto you and me. Now, therefore, I want us to consider the bread of life as it applies to us. As he was dealing with them, this bread of life uh, is Jesus Christ and he gives life. There in verse 33 it says, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. One of the things that you and I have to understand is that Jesus Christ gives life. See, what preacher I understand, he gives eternal life. But he gives more than eternal life. <coughs> he gives life abundantly. That life abundantly is for now. So many people who make professions of faith get saved. Many times never grow in the Lord. Thinking that salvation and and that eternal life and the life that they received within them from the bread of life is only for eternity. Only, I've got to loosen this up and make my, get a tickle in my throat. (coughs) Only uh, uh, enough to, Take care of eternity. But God said, wait a minute. I'm the bread of life. Remember the manna in the wilderness? I gave you manna every day. Not just one time. But I gave you manna every day. To sustain the physical life throughout the whole time. Now, the Lord gives us eternal life so that when we die that we go to heaven we have eternal life we shall never die the bible speaks of a second death you go over into over into uh, revelations it says that there is a second death and that death that it's speaking of there is being separated from god forever in a lake of fire that is the second death (coughs) give me a drink and so Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the giver of life. With this bread, I'm giving you eternal life. Yes, you'll never never be cast in the lake of fire. But with the giving of life, he is giving life not only for eternity, but for now. We have so much dead Christianity today, it's unbelievable. So many Christians live as though they do not have a spiritual life. They do not have an eternal life. They do not know the bread of life. It is amazing how that we come in sometimes, sit down in a pew, and and our minds are so far off someplace else, and we're never open to this preaching of the Word of God and the singing of God's songs and the testimonies, and we are dead spiritually. It's amazing how many people will even pick up this book, read it, get absolutely nothing out of it because they are spiritually, they have very little life within them. They know Christ is their Savior, but they're not looking for what God has them. They're not looking for some manna. They're not looking for some bread that will give them life that day. And so he's the giver of life. The bread of life, Jesus gives life. This bread uh, giveth life unto the whole world, those who will receive him. First of all, yes, in salvation, because there's no other way except Jesus Christ. 
But then this bread gives life and has life. I'm talking about the abundant life that the Lord wants you and me to experience on a day-to-day basis. Jesus didn't just come so that, that we would go to heaven, but that we would live in such a way that others can see Jesus Christ in us. Can I tell you something? When I drive down the road and I'm looking across the road and I see a dead squirrel or a dead possum or a, 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 a dead turtle that's been run over and, and all these things that's dead, a skunk or whatever it is, or a dead deer, I have no desire to stop and pick it up. None. None whatsoever. Now you may. And if you do, let me know because I'm not eating at your house. I'm not coming over to your house for possum and rice. You know what? People don't like things that are dead. Did you ever notice that things that are dead, after a while, they begin to what? Stink. <clears throat> they rot. And today we have a lot of Christians who are dead spiritually and are beginning to stink. You say, preacher. No. They, if I had time, I'd take you over here, into, in, over in Revelations, where we become a stench in the nostrils of God. A stench, a horrible smell when we don't live for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need life. And if there's one thing that we get from the, from the picture of, of Jesus Christ being the bread of life, it should be that we should have life as a Christian, that people can see us abounding. Jesus is our daily bread to sustain spiritual life. Jesus speaks of, of eating of the bread in a continual fashion, actually, in, in fellowship and, and walking in a, in a daily with Him in verse 56. Look at verse 56 there. Notice it says, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood. Now, He's talking about the bread, but he's, he, it's a spiritual picture here. He's not talking about literally eating his flesh. He's not talking about literally drinking his blood. I could get onto that, who, the, the, uh, about that, who, who believe in the transubstantiation, and, uh, that uh, every time they drink of the cup, that it becomes the literal blood of Jesus Christ. Nowhere in the Bible does it teach that. That is a tradition taught by religion. But nowhere in the Bible does it teach that. But what he's saying here is that daily, no, sir, he says, uh, he that eateth my flesh and drinks my blood dwelleth, look at that, dwelleth. Do you know what that word dwelleth means? It means continually. Dwelleth in me and I in him. It's talking about a spiritual walk. It's talking about a continual fellowship. It's talking about that continual taking of that bread of life. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Otherwise, it's like this. If you're continually with somebody, you continually know what's going on, and, you, and, and there's a partnership, there's a fellowship there, there's a, a knowing of one another in a greater way. And Jesus said, listen, if you'll eat of my flesh, if you'll drink of my blood, and, and dwell in me, and I in you, and he said, he talks about the fellowship here. And he's talking about a daily walk, a daily eating of that bread. 
he's going back, he's referring again to the, to the manna that daily they, they gathered the manna in the wilderness and they ate it daily. That was their food. They knew where it came from. They understood that it came from the Lord. They understood that God provided that. My friend, you and I, we, get, we have to get, begin to realize that after salvation, uh, through the blood of, of Jesus Christ, He's the bread of life. There's that daily need of that bread in our lives, not for salvation, but for growing and for strength spiritually. You know, if you don't eat, you're going to get weak. If you just, you know, if you just kind of, you know, during... Uh, if you've had the COVID, and, and some people didn't have this symptom, but we had it, and it was no taste and no smell. And during that time, I didn't feel really all that bad, but I lost about six pounds. You know why? Because it didn't taste anything. Didn't really want to eat it. I ate it anyway. We, just, we, made it, we decided to do one thing when we had COVID, and we all lost our taste and smell. There was some stuff in the house we didn't like, so we figured that's what we'd eat. <laughs> and we did. We got rid of it. That's the way to do it, you know. And uh, because you can't taste it, you can't smell it, hey, it doesn't matter. All you got is the texture of it. And sometimes that was pretty nasty. But anyway, the fact is, is that I, you just, you would get a little hungry, but then you'd eat a little bit, and that would stop that hunger feeling, and you just didn't keep on eating. But let me tell you, you set me down with a, a bowl of homemade ice cream right now. I can taste it. And I probably won't eat just a spoonful or two to satisfy that wanting there. I'm going to go, uh, I need another bowl. And because I can taste it. And many times we do this. We eat beyond what we really need to eat because it, we like the taste of it. And maybe even the smell of it. It all goes together. But my friend, let's say that you, you get to a place where you, don't, you can't taste, you can't smell, or, and you just lose your appetite, you don't want anything, and after a while, guess what? You'll even get to the point. I know in fasting, at first, I, I get hungry. But after fasting for a little while, I don't even get hungry. It's gone. But your body begins to get weaker. You begin to lose energy. You begin to need a little more rest. You begin to need to, to, uh, 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 to uh, uh, be careful of what you do because you could overexert yourself because you don't, you don't have the strength and you begin to get weaker. That's why in the hospital many times they'll put feeding tubes in people have, that have not ate in a long time because they've got to get the nutrition. They've got to get food into them. Can I tell you, Jesus Christ was comparing the manna in the wilderness to the spiritual manna that you and I, the spiritual bread that we need, the bread of life. And that is that, hey, listen, if we don't eat spiritually, and I'm not just talking about listening to preaching, folks. I'm not talking about just coming to church. I'm talking about getting in the Word of God yourself. I'm talking about getting on your knees yourself. I'm talking about uh, uh, that fellowship with the Lord yourself. We need that, that daily bread of life of Jesus Christ. We have to have that for that, that to live. Yes, uh, we have the physical needs, but we have that spiritual need daily in our lives. We must have the bread of life, Jesus Christ, if we're going to stay strong. Only the bread of life can satisfy. 
Look at verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me, now notice what he says, shall never hunger. Shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He said, listen, he said, I can satisfy you. One of the problems today with a lot of Christians is they're, un, they're not satisfied. You'll even get people who are, are, they call them church hoppers. They'll go to this church and they'll go to that church and they'll go to another church and they'll go to another church and they'll go to another church and they just continually hopping. You know what? They're looking for something. They're not satisfied. Probably they're looking for the wrong thing. Instead of really getting into, into the, the bread of life, they're probably looking for the wrong thing and, they, and they're hopping. But spiritually speaking, a lot of Christians are in and out of church a lot of times too. You know why? Because they're looking for something else to satisfy them. They're looking for something else to give them the pleasures that they're looking for. They're looking for something else to, to make them feel good or whatever it might be. And they go about uh, uh, without satisfaction. But boy, there's something about when, I, when you get in the house of God and when you get in the Word of God, boy, there should be something in your life that, that, that takes away that hunger for the things of the world. Amen. You know, there was some uh, uh, things that, you know, and that, that uh, was in my life before I got saved and after I got saved and after I began to get into the Bible, after I began to pray and began to seek the Lord, those things began, I didn't want them. I no longer wanted those things. Why? Because something else was satisfying. It was the Lord. It was the, the bread of life that was bringing and taking care of that hunger, that, that, that emptiness that was within me. Many people today are looking for something to fill the, the void in their lives. I'm talking about even Christians. And until they learn that it's the bread of life on a daily basis, they're going to get hungry. And guess what you do when you get hungry? You go looking. You go looking. I guarantee you, every once in a while, there'll be just one, you get one of those little niches inside of you. You say, man, I just, have you ever been there? I, I, want, I, I just need, I want something. I don't need a lot, I just want something to eat or to snack on. What do you want? Junior said, what do you want? I don't know. I'll go to the pantry. Pretty soon she hears the, the can of nuts in there rattling. You getting into the nuts? Are you getting into the nuts? Mm-hmm. And that'll satisfy me, usually. Or I might find something else in there. You're looking for something to satisfy you. You know what? Except you eat of the bread of life on a regular basis, daily. You're going to get hungry. There's going to be something saying, I, I, I'm looking for something. I need something. But the problem is many times you're looking in the wrong places. We must look unto the Lord Jesus Christ who is the bread of life if we're going to have that hunger taken care of in our lives and be satisfied. He's able to satisfy us. Only that bread of life, Jesus Christ, can satisfy and nourish our, our spiritual man. So much of that, of what we need in our daily lives, it, it, upon, you know, it leaves, without it, we're going to be empty. Have you ever went through the day spiritually? And felt empty at the end of the day? I have. Have you ever went through that time and, you know, you're so busy that you didn't spend time in prayer, you didn't spend time in your Bible, and you really didn't spend time talking to the Lord, and, and by the end of the day, you just feel kind of empty? I have. You know why? Because you didn't 
eat of that bread of life that day. This bread of life gives us support and it gives us strength and gives us energy to live for the, for the giver of the life. You know why a lot of Christians fall and stumble and struggle in their life so much? Because they're not strong in the Lord. And the only way they can be strong in the Lord is they're going to have to eat daily of that bread of life. I'm not talking about getting saved. I'm talking about that fellowship. I'm talking about getting in the Word of God. I'm talking about being kept strong. You get saved once, but my friend, there's a continual feeding by the, the Spirit of God and by God Himself. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It's by taking of that bread of life that we become stronger. But when we fail to take of the bread of life on a, on a daily basis at fellowship, and we'll talk about that a little bit here and the other things, but we become weak. We're easily at, uh, uh, defeated and easily attacked by Satan. We, it, with it, we, we get the support that we need. You know, sometimes we just feel like, man, I just, you know, I just need some, I just need to talk to somebody. I just need to share my heart with somebody. You know who that usually is? You need to usually share it with the Lord first. Share your heart because he's the one that can give you that support. When I was thinking about this, I thought of the satisfying taste of fresh homemade bread. Oh, I, love to, I, I, I just love to smell homemade bread. When we lived in Boonville, and I think I know I've told this, but when we lived in Boonville and they still had the bakery there in town, you drive through town and it's just like heaven, buddy. You could smell that homemade bread. Oh, it was great. And all they did was make buns. I'm talking about hamburger buns, hot dog buns, that type of buns. But boy, it smelled so good. And I guarantee you, none of them ever tasted like they smelled. But it smelled so good. But I remember, I, I, I think of those times, you know, she'll make homemade rolls or, or bread or, uh, and you, or cinnamon rolls or whatever it is, and you walk in and you can smell that homemade bread. Oh, man, that's good stuff. You get that bread when it's nice and hot. You get you some butter. You get you some honey out of the shelf up there. Whoa. We done went to heaven. <clears throat> you take a big old bite of that, and there's nothing satisfying like a good old piece of homemade bread with butter and honey on it. Can I tell you? You say, preacher, I don't like honey on my bread. You're unscriptural. Say, <laughs> so how do you get that? I got a verse for you. Notice what it says in Exodus 16:31. It says, in the house of Israel called the name thereof manna. Now listen, that's the bread that they ate basically every day, the food. And it was like the corridor seed, white. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Made with honey. You ever wonder why we sing that song, There's Honey in the Rock? Because there's a sweetness in Jesus Christ that satisfies beyond anything else. So it's the fellowship with the Lord in our lives that's sweet and, that's sweet and satisfying the, the soul of man. That bread of life can, brings a sweetness in your life. 
Hey, listen, I look around at Christians today and I think, man, they, they look like a bunch. They've been eating dill pickles and they've been eating everything sour. And, and I don't know, they might have got a hold of some of those, uh, that candy that the missionary had the other night with that chili pepper on it and everything. Well, I'll tell you what, when you, you, I guarantee you, you get around a Christian who's staying daily in the Word, who's, who's eating daily the bread of life. There is a sweetness about their spirit. I guarantee you. You know them. It's a pleasure to be around them. It's an excitement to be around them because you know it's going to pick you up. And, and yeah, they may say a few negative things, but they're generally, boy, they're bragging on the Lord and they're just a, you know, it's just something about it. Why? Because they've been eating the bread of life and there's a, they, man, the Lord has put the butter on it and the honey has come out from the honey and the rock and it's flowing. And man, there's a sweetness in your soul and there's nothing that will satisfy like the bread of life that will put a sweetness in your heart and a desire to serve God and a desire to magnify Him and to glorify Him. What if we as Christians would begin to eat that bread of life daily, take that bread of life? People be looking around and say, man, I don't understand it. Boy, they've got a rough time, but man, look at them. They're happy. They're excited about going to, to church. They're excited about the Bible. They're excited about heaven. They're, even with everything that's going wrong, they're, man, they've they got a smile on their face. They're excited. They're happy. I don't understand it. You ask them, would you like a, a piece of bread? A piece of bread of life. And share with them bread of life. I've been in people's homes before. They'd be baking bread and they'd bring it out of the oven. They'd, Preacher, you want, a, you want a piece of homemade bread? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got any butter go on it? <laughs> I usually don't ask for the honey. If they got it there and they offer it, I'd take it. But I'll tell you what, there's nothing like that good old bread of life. Folks, it's time that we begin to have abundant life as Christians. This world needs to see those who eat daily the bread of life. That have real life. Not just eternal life, but life abundantly now. Living for the Lord Jesus Christ and magnifying Him and glorifying Him. That fellowship with the Lord in our lives, it brings that sweetness and that satisfaction to the soul. You know what's sad though? There's a lot of Christians who are spiritual anorexics. Spiritual anorexics. They won't hardly eat enough to give them strength. They won't hardly take enough of the bread of life in their end to, to give them strength, to put joy in their heart, to have the hand of God direct them. And they walk around malnourished and, and, and weak and, and looking pitiful. You look at Christians today and many of them who are miserable, I guarantee you they're not eating the bread of life. I'm talking about Christians. You've got the bulimics. 
who are overeating of this world. And then they have to try to get rid of it. Or you have those who are eating of this world and they have no room for the, the bread of life in their life. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of things. I guarantee you, if I walk in the house and there's some good homemade bread with butter and honey ready, if I don't eat a piece of it right away, there's a reason. Maybe I've already ate something before I came home. Maybe I'm not feeling good. Maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm just wanting something else more than that. Can I tell you, when you don't want the bread of life, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's a sweet smell and savor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like when you walk in the house, when they've been baking that bread, you can smell it. Just like when I drive down through Boonville, you could smell it all the way down the, down the, the main street. And oh, I get in town, I'd roll the windows down. You could smell it. And oh, it was so good. Can I tell you that when you begin to draw nigh to God and He said He'd draw nigh to you and boy, you get that aroma of that bread of life. And it'll, it, you'll say, man, i got to have a piece of that day. And you'll desire it. You know what our problem is? We're not even looking for it. We're not even asking for it. We're not even searching for it. Oh, how we need to get in the Word of God. And begin to take of the bread of life. How we need to get on our knees and begin to, to talk with the Lord and listen to the Spirit of God and take of that bread of life. How we need to walk in fellowship with Him through the day and take of that bread of life. How we need to put the things of the Lord in our lives so that we're taking of that bread of life. Why, preacher? That we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So that this world can see Jesus Christ. They begin to compare everything and the, the Jews here were comparing all this. You see, we need to receive daily that bread. As I said already, we, we receive it through prayer. We receive it through the Word of God. We receive it through the fellowship. You can receive even that through good godly music. You can receive it through seeking a walk with the Lord. Talking about the Lord. Sharing it with others. Just as the children did, they went out daily. Except it was on the Sabbath and they received the manna they had for that day. Every Christian, when you get up, you need to do what the, they did in the wilderness. You see, they would have to get up early enough in the morning before the sun got up too high and got too hot. Because the Bible says that that manna would melt away. 
And so they would get up early enough and they'd go out and they would gather up all that they needed. They knew how much they needed. They wouldn't gather any more or any less. And they would gather it up. But if they waited, or if they, after they had gathered and they walked back outside and the sun had come up high enough and the, the heat, it would melt away. And we find Christians today who get up of a morning and they start their day without the Lord and they go through the day and by the midday when the problems and the difficulties and the struggles come, it's melted away. And they become hungry. And they become dissatisfied, empty. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And he wants us to continually take that bread. Now, once saved, always saved. But from that point on, we're to take that bread to grow spiritually, to become strong, to know him better, to walk with him. To fight the battles that come before us. He is the bread of life. But let me ask you. When is the last time you had some fresh bread? I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about the person sitting next to you. Spiritually speaking, when's the last time you had fresh bread? Well, preacher, I, I you know, I come to preach. I, I was here Sunday and on tonight. Everything. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about fresh bread. I'm talking about the bread of life. When's the last time? You see, it should be daily. It should be daily. Let's bow. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for the bread of life. Help us, Lord, to daily to take that bread of life, to grow and to become stronger in you. Lord, to be satisfied with you and to, Lord, to take away that hunger and help us, Lord, to be able to share that bread with others, the bread of life that they might be saved. And, and then other Christians to share that bread with them that they might be encouraged and strengthened and that they too might uh, seek you in a greater way and, and know you in a, in, a, in a greater way also. Have your will and way, Lord, I pray in this invitation. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand with our heads bowed, our eyes closed.